fast you were going. What? How fast you were going. I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. If you're easily offended, get your panties twisted to not leave now. Run in your safe space. Get your little cloth for your tears. All the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any local or government agency. Well, welcome. Hello, Pudding. Yes, it's Sunday afternoon. I hadn't put out much this week, uh, so I forgot to jump on here. Uh, it's been a, a long week, longer weekend. Uh, so let's get the Patreons out the way. Help me pay the bills. We got Mr. Dan Carlson with Burley Board. Y'all go check him out. He uh, does some really good work. We got T-Bird. We got Mr. Jim P. Mr. Hobby Hopperson. We have a Aaron with I Had to Say It podcast. Go check him out also. He's a full crew member. Got Christopher DeMars. We got Mr. Z Palmer. Miss Laura Stimson. Roy Spalding. That's Roy with the S, not Roy with the P. We have JoJo, our girl from down under. We have Miss Kaylee Norris and Natasha A. out to Washington State, ladies. We have the OG crew member, uh, Miss Melissa Holstein. So, that's who we have. Uh, appreciate every single one of them helping pay the bills. We got uh, quite a few. Of course, this is going to be Louisiana stories as usual. When I'm doing it like this, uh, it's not going to be disappointing because uh, a whole bunch of shit just happened this past week. Go figure, right? Oh, if you want to uh, get your cigar also, it's good with some uh, good class, glass of bourbon or whiskey, go to MyPatriotCigars.com. Use your promo code MOTORCOP15 and you will get 15% off of your order. If y'all want more uh, of me and videos and all kind of other stuff, extra episodes, you can go check out the uh, Patreon. All of the uh, all the links and stuff is at the website, MotorCopChronicles.com. You go down to the bottom and uh, hit the links. Also, they got a link to the, the store if you want any uh, MotorCop merchandise. Uh, so... Just we'll jump right off into it because I actually wrote down uh, 20 stories, believe it or not, because uh, it's me by myself, so I shouldn't have a problem getting all of them in a timely fashion because I don't have nobody here to distract me. I will be seeing Freebird later. I believe he's uh, participating in a uh, parade that I am also going to be in, so We're going to jump right off into it. Now, this part, first person, I think, this guy may be slightly retarded. This guy right here. He don't look like it. 
But you have to be one stupid SOB to just do what he did. Uh, he committed an armed robbery, which is a felony, of course, in, in the state of Louisiana. You can get up to 99 years for an armed robbery. You know, stopped at a st- local stop and rob, okay? You know, this, this is why I say this guy's got to be so stupid. This happened in Albany, Louisiana. This happened on the, the 17th, so just two days ago. This man right here, uh, his name is Jeremiah Frazier. This, this idiot right here, he's uh, a whole 21 years old. He stopped at a convenience store in Albany, in Livingston Parish, Louisiana, and uh, pulled out a gun, asked the... Uh, Asked the cashier how much money was in the register. Cashier's like, there's less than, uh, there's less than uh, $50 in the register. Cause most of these places drop their money into a time release safe that they can't, people get into. So he steals a Polar Pop, which is a soft drink in a styrofoam cup. So he, that, that costs less than $5. So he committed an armed robbery. At gunpoint, and all he walked out of there was with with a Sprite or a Coke or a Dr Pepper or something like that. So, and now he's caught, obviously. Committed a whole felony to quench his thirst. I mean, so I gotta say, he he must he must be retarded. That's all I gotta say. I mean, this dude's fucking stupid. You gonna commit it on pulling an armed robbery and steal steal a, a a fountain drink, a fountain drink. Hell, he could have at least picked up a Twix or something there, fella. But no. So, yeah, this guy right here. Stay in school, children. Do not rob the local convenience stores for your, your I mean, go drink some water out the hose pipe. Dude's looking at 99 years in prison, and he stole a drink. The point is not what he stole, is he used a gun to do it. Shit could have went all kind of sideways. Somebody could have got killed. And he walked out of there with a, a soft drink. Be glad we're not doing a hot nut one because he would definitely be in a running for hot nuts, right? I don't know if y'all remember uh, a couple weeks. Something I've been on this week. Last week I was talking about Mardi Gras, stuff like that. And, you know, if you go to New Orleans and some of these big parades and stuff like that. You put your wallet and all that stuff in your front pockets and all that stuff because you get robbed, pit pop, pickpockets are, are rampant, right? Well, this next story <laughs> proves my case. If you don't believe what the ice man's talking about, this story will tell you when I tell you about certain areas you do not want to go to on certain times. Right here is all, all these cell phones right here have been recovered. Plus some uh, stolen. This is uh, all the stuff was uh, picked up in Tickfall, Louisiana. Uh, deputies tracked down uh, stolen iPhones from Mardi Gras, New Orleans, uh, to an Airbnb in Tickfall, Louisiana, which is a very small community in Tangibaho Parish. Uh, somebody, I guess, uh, didn't turn it on or whatever. They used to find my iPhone out and they tracked it down. 
You know, when the cops got there, they searched the rented rooms out and they found 40 cell phones. They found credit and debit cards and IDs. The deputies arrested four people. Uh, here is a picture of the four people right here. This is all of them right there. And if you look at them, wouldn't, you know, think nothing of it. Uh, they haven't, uh, they don't have their names or they haven't, they haven't said what their names are. And, uh, they're believed to be from Miami, Florida. And, uh, also they say anyone who attended Mardi Gras New Orleans and can't find their phone should file a report with the New Orleans Police Department and call your cell phone. It might ring and the police might answer it now. But, uh, yeah, that's a lot of shit. So I said, if you go, if you go to Mardi Gras, put your shit in your front pocket, uh, stuff like that, because uh, this this is just a, a, a little. This is just four people I got caught. There's a whole lot more stuff going on. Than just that these ones just got caught. Idiots. I can't stand a thief either. People work hard for what they got. And some people just want to come and take it. Just steal it. This next guy here. In his picture, he looks like he's tired. I don't know. Uh, He'd be high. This happened in Independence, Louisiana. Also a very, very small, small community. Also in Tangipahoe Parish. This man was arrested for a murder you know, almost a 13-year-old cold case that happened. That's one thing about murder is there's no statute of limitations on it. So, you know, like some crimes, you know, if you don't get caught within a certain amount of time or whatever, I mean, they won't be able to do anything. Murder has no statute of limitations. Anyway, according to the Tensional Parish Sheriff's Office, this 30-year-old guy, Monterey Page Sr., was arrested last week. Uh... For the 2010 murder of a 22-year-old Jameson Robinson. So he must have been about 20 when he committed the crime. On July 25th in 2010, they found Robinson on the side of the road near Kemp Street in Independence, Louisiana. Initially reported to believe a hit-and-run victim and left for dead. They later discovered he had died from a blunt force trauma to the back of the head. Sounds like one of them uh, like CSI stuff or something like that, blunt force trauma. There was a break in the case when an eyewitness came forward with information that led detectives to the arrest. He um, he was already identified as a person of interest. He was arrested on February 10th after he was found in Chambers County, Texas. He was uh, extradited back here to Louisiana for second-degree murder charges and failure to appear and jumping bail on a, another felony case. It said, uh, although uh, his arrest won't bring Page back, it may give some peace and, clo- peace and closure to the family. Dude probably thought he got away with it. After 10 years, yeah, he probably got a little lackadaisical. I would think. After 10 years, it's like, oh, they ain't going to get me now. Not this amount down. If he's convicted of second-degree murder. That carries mandatory life sentence in Louisiana. So 
he has a good possibility of going away and not coming back. Now, you know I'm not good at this. Oh, I think I, I don't have to screen share this one. I got one I got to screen share. I do have a video on this one. Uh, this is right outside the uh, north gate of LSU. Of course, we know crime in Baton Rouge is skyrocketing. The mayor and police chief there seem to deny it. They was on on the decline. But uh, <laughs> we're going to read a whole bunch of stories in a little bit. That proves otherwise. So they had, he recently had a shooting out there, and uh, some of the locals there are not real happy, or uh, they're kind of scared about it now. We'll watch a video and see. To kind of looking over their shoulders tonight after a recent shooting. As News 2's Mia Monet reports, police still have not given them any idea about what led to gunfire. One person was hit, but neighbors say what they've heard from officers has led to more questions than answers. Around 3 a.m. Sunday, a man was shot here at 418 East State Street, just outside the north gates of LSU. Josie Beekman was asleep inside, just a few steps away when it happened. My boyfriend and I jumped out of bed. I thought it was just knocking. Um, he knew it was gunshots. David Rollins lives next door to Beekman. He says he just returned home moments before he heard the gunfire. Pop, pop, pop. About five, yeah. The shooting was nothing BRPD or LSU police notified the public about. But the entire thing was captured on this security camera. Rollins saw the video and says the story BRPD told neighbors about what happened does not add up. When clearly it was a, it was a targeted hit. Um, they tried to say that it was a carjacking. Absolutely not a carjacking. The shooting happened within like two seconds and they tried to come back to finish him off. The car wasn't stolen. The police are absolutely useless. Can't stand them. Love BRPD. Shout out. Rollins says the video Thank you. Uh, got a little animosity towards the cops there. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. My detective and think he can figure that one out. He does have a lot of cameras around there though. It shows everything unfold. Two dudes were right here by my shed. And they, they waited, and they followed him, in, followed him back to his car and shot him in the chest. And he shot, tried to shoot back at them and missed. Went through, shot, shot a couple bullet holes through my neighbor's windows. Beekman says she's worried about her safety now. The what-if questions kind of pop up. Like, what if we had walked outside, walked in the middle of something, what would have happened? BRPD tells us the victim survived. So far, there are no suspects or motive. The department also says it does not send out press releases about most shootings if the victim survives. All right, how y'all feel about that? They said that the police department don't put out press releases as long as nobody died. A couple weeks ago, I was talking about how... Uh, the mayor and the chief of Battery City were talking about, oh, oh, our murder rate's down. Our murder rate's down. I'm like, yeah, but just because the murder rate's down don't mean crime's down because a lot of people just have, they get the shit ton of people are getting shot. They're just not dying. The shooting crimes have gone through the roof. But I guess because they're not dying, they just, like, well, that's not important. We're not going to report on that so I can see where these people are kind of frustrated at uh, so, I mean you got you got, 
that you're right. Not every crime is publicized, but you think when people are getting shot up like that, they would uh, maybe let the people around there know about it that live right there, right? You'd think anyway. Uh, yeah, they can't publicize all of them. You think the shootings they they would say something about? Just because somebody didn't die, don't makes it uh any less important. This next one right here, this uh, where is it? This guy right here, yeah, this this fella right here. Uh, I guess he's been watching too much Yellowstone or something like that. Uh, because him, that man right there, and two other and two juveniles, because we don't have pictures or their names because they're juvenile, they just got arrested uh, on the seventeenth, two days ago, for stealing some horses they stole i think uh two or three they, they sold three horses out of the stables in prairieville and uh they had two 16 year olds and this guy's 21 and they found the horses were actually located in saint gabriel uh this these are felonies like livestock theft is a felony uh i saw the I, they have a video i didn't put it up here uh, the horses, one of the horses is like just pure white, just beautiful horse. They said they, they weren't going to hurt the horses. They were just going to try to sell the horses, uh, turn themselves a quick profit. Again, stop stealing people's shit. You're lucky the owners didn't walk out and catch you rustling their horses and getting it up with some uh, lead poisoning. Because personally, that's what I think probably should happen to them. You know, on people's property taking their livestock. Thinking extra few extra holes in your body might uh either you might never do it again or if you do survive, I mean maybe they won't report it because nobody died, right? And uh might make you think twice before going stealing people's stuff. So he's in jail or supposedly he might bond it out by now. That's uh Three counts felony theft on them horses. Uh, at least the horses did get back to the owners well, unharmed. Stop taking people's shit. Next one, number six. Moving right along. This fella right here. I'm not, not sure what, what's going on with his with this part of his hair right there. Uh, it's just sticking straight out to the side like I, I don't know bedhead uh something about merry hair <laughs> it's, just, it's it's pretty bad anyway he he's in jail obviously because this is all person presumed innocent until proven guilty he had one person he was killed and another person was wounded in the shooting on a department complex on the edge of Southern University uh, campus. That is a uh, HBU college. Uh, the Baton Rouge Police Department said it responded to a shooting around 6.15 p.m. on Cadence Street by Southern University apartment complex. The officer said two male victims were struck by gunfire in a parking lot of the complex. Saturday morning, uh, Jorge Hankton, 19, 
was hit and died at the scene. Uh, when I first heard the, the gunshots immediately, it was multiple. So when I first heard it, I was like, that's a gunshot. Says a student who lives just uh, a floor down from where the shooting occurred. It was scary. I was really confused. I don't even know what was happening. Second person, an 18-year-old male, was taken to the hospital and is currently in stable condition. The guy, uh, they had a, it's a weird picture. The guy that got shot and killed is the grandson of, uh, like, the chief of the Mohawk Hunters Mardi Gras Indian tribe and principal at Algiers Charter School Association New Orleans. Uh, it's just uh, probably got an argument over something stupid, drugs or a girl. One of those two. This guy probably gonna I mean he's he's gonna go to jail for some I mean might not be for second degree murder or nothing like that, but he's gonna go to jail. Over what? Who knows? You got another young man who's dead in uh I mean his life is over. And another one that's been wounded. Over what? These kids need to stop it. This is out here at a college, too. This next fella right here is a sick bastard. This guy right here with the crazy eyes. This this person right here. He's, I mean, look at him eyes. That That's just completely, yes. You can tell something's up with him. He has been, this is in Prairieville, which is an Ascension Parish. He's been arrested, uh, we can guess for what. He's been arrested for uh, raping a woman. Uh, the Ascension Parish Sheriff's Office deputies were called to a home on White Road off of Old Jefferson Highway Thursday. The victim was identified, this, this piece of shit's name is Lawrence Hall. He's 51 years old. He said, uh, him... He was a acquaintance or a friend with the victim. They interviewed the victim, and uh, then he got booked into jail. Let's hope he stays there. Uh, if you're gonna rape people, we know. We know. I don't think I have my my big stick on this one, but we know what we want to do to people like him. And it re requires uh, a long, slender thing with spikes on it going up to his uh, into his anal cavity because that's what rapists need Our rapists really need to be castrated just chop their junk off now I'm not talking nicely I'm not talking to chemical I'm talking you know get somebody get get a machete and just whack it off kind of hard to rape somebody when you ain't got nothing to rape them with Maybe it'll take the urge away from him also if he don't have no junk left or if he don't bleed out from it. Either way, can't stand a rapist. This next one, I was like, I read it and I was like, whoops, glad that wasn't me. I don't have any picture. This happened in Jefferson Parish, which is... Uh, Right outside, it's a uh, suburb, excuse me, suburbs of New Orleans. 
And uh, Jefferson Parish is an unmarked police car. Uh, kind of got stolen. It happened in Metairie. Says an unmarked sheriff's office vehicle was stolen Thursday night with a gun. I'm assuming maybe it had the AR or something in it, but it had a gun in the vehicle. And uh, I guess maybe he went, he walked inside to get him a polar pop or something at the local stop and Rob's like, we'll get me a polar pop. And he comes back out and like, uh oh. Where my car at? Well, I guess the bad guy didn't realize. You think when he got in it, he would have realized, oh, this is a cop car. I might not want to be in it because it was unmarked. What might have gave given that a clue was he had a canine in it. There was a dog in it. It was a canine unmarked unit. Well, fortunately, the dog. And the unit was found. Uh, let's see how far. It was stolen around 6 p.m. Uh, the K-9 and the gun were still inside. And the K-9 and the vehicle were found later that night. Uh, you know, they did not say the gun was found later that night. Just the, the K-9 was found. At least it was unharmed. And the unit, because uh, they could act. We, they could have easily taken the gun and shot the canine in the back seat, which I'm glad they didn't do. Uh, I would love to see the bad guy's face when they realize they're sitting there and there's a, a freaking. I mean, was it? I don't know. It could have just been a, just a straight dope sniffing dog that you know, like a lab or something. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if it was a you know, dual-purpose canine like a Belgian Elmar or something. So they didn't say that, but at least the dog's okay. But now there's a gun on the street out there, you know. The, there's a gun on the street out there now that it's going to have to be found. Uh, I'm sure that deputy's got some explaining to do of why he got out of his unit, left it running, the door unlocked, uh, stuff like that. If I happen to have to get out of my unit... Uh, there's a, I'm not going to say where it's at, of course, but there's a switch in it I can hit. And uh, it locks it where you cannot, it can be running, but you can't put it in gear unless you know where the switch is at. You hit the switch and you're able to do it. Because so, sometimes if you get in a hurry, you can jump out, take off somebody you don't want, you know. You know. So I, I'll hit the switch if I'm, you know, has to leave it running because the lights are on. It's like I did yesterday. I just, uh, Hit that switch. So if somebody jumped in and tried to take off, they weren't going to go nowhere unless you knew where that switch was. So, <laughs> yeah, Christina, I, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, glad I, uh, I'm not him either. Like I said, the dog's good. Thank goodness. And uh, like I said, there's a gun on the street, but at least uh, uh, everything else was okay. I'm sure there's uh, going to be quite a bit of explaining to do on that one. Probably some discipline is going to come out of that one. Uh, and make sure, nope, and no, yep, the doggy baby. Well, 
We had a double shooting reported in Baton Rouge off of Perkins Road. No. Didn't have anybody shot in Baton Rouge, did we? Officials responded to a reported shooting in a neighborhood just off of Perkins Road early Friday morning and left two people injured. The shooting was reported shortly after 6 a.m. in the morning. Somebody somebody woke up and got some piss in their Cheerios at the uh, shooting people that early in the morning, right? The two people were shot and they were brought to the hospital in stable condition. Uh, of course, the news uh, reached out to law enforcement, which led to the shooting and did not get any answers. Do not mess with people's Cheerios or whatever. Somebody like that straight up when somebody you get shot at six o'clock in the morning, like somebody straight up pissed in your Cheerios, right? So this next fella right here. It's him, yep, that is him. He just like, oh well, just looks like he's just not even being bothered by nothing. Like he's just waste time's being a wasted. This also happened in Baton Rouge. A man evaded officers for a year and a half. He was on a run for a year and a half. They were looking for him. After he uh he and a friend of his uh fired multiple shots into his ex girlfriend's vehicle. According to Baton Rouge Police Department, A.A. Ron Johnson right here was arrested Thursday for attempted murder after he and a friend fired at his ex-girlfriend's car as she was driving by his house on Clayton Street on August the 3rd, 2021. The woman told officers that Johnson was mad because she kept driving by the residence when he had told her not to. Okay, so you're dating a, a, a woman that's kind of stalker, stalkerish. They got a lot of them that do that. The woman told the woman said as she drove by, Johnson, one of his friends, allegedly fired at her in the car, hitting her vehicle several times before she drove to a friend's house. Uh, then the officers were initially able to contact Johnson, who told officers he would schedule an interview to discuss the incident, but never showed up. He stopped cooperating with the investigation. He was arrested Thursday for one count of attempted second-degree murder, aggravated criminal damage to property, and illegal use of a weapon. I wonder if he still thinks it was really worth Okay, she was stalkering. Let her drive fucking by. It's public street. If you that scared of her, you should have went and got a restraining order to keep her away from you something like that but no you want to pop rounds off come on man he deserves to be in jail he's just he's he's an idiot too he's an idiot too it's too much gunplay over over stupid shit like that just too way too much gunplay so we'll see what happens to him maybe see who we got next We have an accused drug dealer up next. That accused drug dealer got arrested after a month-long investigation uh, in Baton Rouge. The accused drug dealer was arrested this past Thursday after a month-long investigation ended in a search where deputies found fentanyl-laced meth. Now, look, if you're a meth head... You need to check your. You need to make sure you're getting the good meth. 
You don't want no fentanyl mixed in with your meth. It could be a really bad combination. So make sure your meth dealer is above board, that you get a trustworthy meth dealer, and uh, you get good meth. We don't want contaminated meth with fentanyl. So I'll take that advice, okay? The guy they were investigating was named Walter Dent. He was 44 years old. After West Baton Rouge deputies identified him as a methamphetamine trafficker based in the capital city. Throughout the investigation, narcotics agents made undercover purchases of methamphetamine from Dent and got search warrants for two different Baton Rouge homes. One on Arlington Ford Avenue and the other on Annette Street. Thursdays, the agents took Denton to custody and executed both warrants. They found 3.1 ounces of methamphetamine laced with fentanyl, 6 ounces of marijuana, and 3.4 ounces of THC gummies, 1.4 ounces of mushrooms, 7.9 grams of THC wax, 2.5 grams of heroin, one suboxone strip, two dosages of Adderall, and digital scales. And uh, some stuff they used for cutting. And one Glock 30 45 caliber handgun. He was booked into the East Baton Rouge Parish Jail on various drug charges. As well as carrying an illegal firearm by a convicted felon. And carrying a firearm while dealing drugs. So, yeah. Let's see how long he stays in. Uh, like I said, if you're a meth head, watch how who you're buying your meth from. Make sure you have a above-board methamphetamine trafficker. You do not want stepped-on meth with some fentanyl. So, he's in jail. Maybe, if he ain't bonded out yet. This next one, we're going to attempt to screen share. Uh, you got to let me know if y'all can hear the sound on it last time I was doing this. We didn't have any sound on it. Uh, this happened. Uh, this is a shooting that took place in Shreveport involving. Uh, it was a police shooting. And uh, the cop has been uh, indicted or arrested uh, for the shooting. But we'll uh, try to talk about it. Like I said, uh, we'll switch it over there. And like I said, if y'all cannot hear it, the, the video y'all let me know so you know I'm not great at the screen sharing stuff well I'm jumping over to all this and we're gonna go straight to the uh nine one one call No, like I said, can y'all hear hear it? I'm gonna put something in the chat. I don't like. I don't know if y'all can hear it or not. All right. Well, if y'all can't hear it, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. We're gonna. Um, I'm just gonna skip up to the video then. If y'all can't hear nine one one call, it was just saying, you know, what happened. Anyway. Not gonna play the whole entire thing as long. Right here, as you can see, the uh, I can talk while I was playing some junk in here. 
he walks up and uh he's talking this is the that's the bad guy right there well alleged bad guy we're gonna say this that the the his wife called and said uh I guess he was being belligerent or, or something like that. As you can see, he answers the door with alcohol in his hand. He's got the alcohol in his hand right here. So, like I said, y'all can't hear it. So, I'm just going to mute it on this so I can, uh, at least I can talk. Now, the cop keeps telling him to sit down. He said he needs to put his dog up. Now, being law enforcement, we know you're not going to just let somebody walk into a different room. We don't know what he has in there. He could be going to get a gun or all kind of stuff like that. And this guy keeps persisting. Oh, I got to put my dog. I got to put my dog up. Why? The dog, we're inside. The dog's already obviously not right here. I don't even know if there was a dog. But uh, let's keep going. See, I'm putting my dog up. This is the wife. But he keeps going. Now he, nope, nope, he done closed that door. See, now you don't, we have no clue what's going on in that room, right? So, now, this dude here done jumped off the second story balcony. Uh, <laughs> This cop don't chase him, which I don't blame him. I'm not, I'm not going off the second story balcony. I can just feel the impact on my leg. So, this guy's, hey. <laughs> He went off that balcony. He obviously, I don't know if he had warrants or what, but he he didn't want to be dealing with the cops. So, but he jumped clean off that second story balcony and took off running. So this cop running, you know, he goes running. There's another cop that was with him. I think he already went down. So here's the other one. So I think one goes one way. No, they're both right here. Y'all see what happened? This guy right here shot him. Shot him. Okay, we're going to move over to the other guy's body cam video. The one I actually did the shooting. Uh, they didn't do some CPR on them and stuff like that. I mean, of course, the guy ended up dying, of course. So here we go. So this is second second guy's body cam. He's running down. I guess he knew he jumped out. He's running. He's dead. Now, they had some people out there. He said, where'd he go? And... This guy here, these people said, oh, he went around here. Now, it's hard to see, like I said, but it looks like when he, the cop ran, the first cop, that's the second one, ran here. It looks like the, the guy they were looking for was standing in this doorway. Came here, and I, I'll, I'll make the comment in a minute what I think happened. The next one, I think they do it in slow-mo or something like that. It's hard to see. Uh, yeah. Watch. They're going to do it in slow motion. It's hard to see because you're not. It's on his chest, but he's running here. This is where they slow it down. 
They come here. I think the guy's standing there. Anyway, one shot pile in the chest. Anyway, he got arrested. The guy had no weapons on him uh, at all. So, of course, you know, I mean, the guy never presented a weapon. He was running. So I won't give my opinion on it. And y'all can chime in on the chat or something like that. If you have an opinion. Uh, I think that the, this was a, a young cop. I don't think he, had, he was only like 23, 24 years old. So I'm pretty sure he only had three or four years on the force, most likely. Excuse me. And uh, I think when he, he had his finger on that damn trigger, he was looking for the, the alleged bad guy. And when he was coming around that corner and the guy was standing right there, I think he got startled and it was almost a knee-jerk reaction when he got startled by the guy right there. He pulled the trigger and uh, shot the guy, which don't justify it. Uh, I believe that this is a non-justifiable shooting. Uh, now, of course, you know, some of the family members, oh, he was standing there with his hands up and all stuff I didn't see his hands up uh, because the way the camera was, I couldn't tell. Uh, did he lunge at the cop? I don't know. I, I couldn't see. All I could see was that the, he ran to the corner and you hear a gunshot pop as soon as he ran to the corner. I think he. Could, I think the cop got startled and his finger was on the trigger and he jerked it because he got startled and shot the guy. That's what I think. But, I mean, it's, it's not going to be, it's not, I mean, was it murder? No. Was it negligent? Yeah. And, uh, no. Again, let's put a little bit of blame where it can be put at, even though, you know, the cop was wrong in this, this, this scenario. If bad guy wouldn't have ran, none of this would happen in the first place. But that don't negate the fact that, you know, he shouldn't have had his finger on that trigger. I mean, I, me personally, I'm not going to chase somebody with my gun out. It don't take much for you to trip, fall, or whatever. Uh, Knee-jerk reaction, your finger flexes on it and pulls the trigger. I mean, I'm not going to chase somebody unless that person's actively shooting at me or I can see a gun in here. I'm not going to just run with my gun out. But that's me. But I don't think, I don't, if not, they keep saying murder. I don't believe it's murder. I just think it was a knee-jerk reaction and bad training. Being young, my opinion anyway. But we'll see what happens on that. I don't know why the sound isn't working on uh, on those for some reason. I to keep trying to figure that out. Next, we do have a East Baton Rouge school bus driver that was fired. What was the bus driver fired for? The bus driver's being accused of sitting there and smoking the old devil's lettuce while driving a school bus picking up kids. <laughs> I don't know if it's a girl. 
I'm just my allergies are acting up, and I'm just tired, Christine. It's just been I've been nonstop uh, constantly, and I hadn't put nothing out, and I wanted to put something out. I mean, as soon as I finish this, I'm gotta go put my uniform on, and I'm gonna be leaving in a little while to go do a night parade tonight, and then when I get home tonight i'll be going to bed and waking up probably at four o'clock in the morning or so getting up leaving getting dressed saddling up the bike and leaving out and going to pick up floats to go bring them to another night parade tomorrow night so i'll be tomorrow's gonna to be probably another you know like 15 16 hour day for me i'm just tired <laughs> they have parade this is just my area there's there's parades there's parades everywhere it's just it's a huge thing yes praise praise Parades. So Tuesday, I'm hopefully off, and I'll maybe I'll have some more energy. So, but I wanted to put something out because I hadn't put anything out, and uh, I know people listen to me and stuff. I mean, I'm not new. <laughs> I'm not huge like a lot of people or anything like that, but I do have people that listen, so I like to put my stuff out. But anyway, this school bus driver got uh, fired. They were driving erratically and uh, stuff like that, and it says uh. It's unclear whether the school official was uh they said they're saying they haven't uh substantiated the claims yet that the uh school bus drivers are it's not hard to test somebody for weed, just have them piss in a cup. But anyway, uh I've been on so many school buses before and Lord help these school bus drivers, they probably needed the weed to uh calm their nerves for dealing with them little bastards on them buses, okay? Not a job I would want. These little disrespectful kids they have going on now, um, I couldn't do it. Or I'd be on the news myself. I just, I just couldn't because these kids nowadays are out the box. Now we're going to, to Port Allen. They did find a body in a, at a truck stop in Port Allen late Sunday morning. And it's, uh, this is a missing woman that had been missing from Lafayette since December and they just found her body 55 year old Sheila Baker was found dead in a car at the Super Lucky Louie's truck stop along US 190 on February 12th she was last seen Christmas day of last year they said foul play is not suspected and the cause of death is pending uh, I don't know how foul play I mean she's been she was just in her car dead. Nobody noticed since, since that time. Uh, wow. Uh, was Did she OD? I mean, was she a drug? I mean, what? I mean, no foul play? You've been missing since December? Okay. I hope she hadn't been laying there dead the whole time. You talk about stank. But we'll see. Man, like I said, maybe she is a dopehead. Most likely. Getting over here to number nine. Right here. It's a whole lot of money. Not a lot of drugs there, but it's a whole lot of money. This is uh, St. Tammany Parish. Nearly five, that's almost almost half a million dollars. Nearly $500,000, eight guns, and an assortment of illegal drugs were seized in St. Tammany Parish. 
in Lacoma, Louisiana, nearly a year-long investigation into a drug trafficking uh, in St. Tammany came to an end Tuesday when deputies of state police arrested four people and seized nearly half a million dollars in suspected drug money. According to the sheriff's office, deputies targeted suspected drug dealer Reginald Schneider uh, in March of 2022. From there, deputies believed he was working with Willie Wilson, Kimberly Kerr, and Miranda Moran. Moran. (laughs) She is a moron, right? Anyway, they arrested him. They had some uh, 28.2 grams of crack cocaine and drug paraphernalia. Uh, 178.4 grams of cocaine, 58.3 grams of methamphetamine, 23.9 grams of fentanyl, and 66 doses of oxycodone, 85.4 grams of marijuana, and drug paraphernalia. had eight guns, four of which were stolen. So they are uh, in jail. I'm pretty sure their bond is going to be like freaking crazy from the amount of charges they have. Uh, but if they are convicted, that money there will be seized and uh, redistributed to them two agencies that got it. So uh, I'm sure they're hoping to win that case. But there's a lot of dope off the street, dope dealers off the street, which is a good thing. This next one, we got some some drug smuggling going on, which you don't think would ever happen, right? This drug smuggling. Uh, let's see if we can just listen. We got a little video, but we're gonna listen to it instead of watching it. Let the good times roll as, with WKRG as as News Five. This stream. Uh, commercial here. I'm not gonna play that. <laughs> so. Here we go. Over in Evangeline Parish, some inmates at the jail are now facing additional charges after a new drug smuggling scheme was uncovered. News 10's Zane Hogue joins us now to find out how the sheriff's office is keeping up with the new tactics from inmates. Here in Evangeline Parish, the sheriff's office has arrested inmates after finding new ways to sneak drugs into the jail. They can buy minutes on the phone, you know, and they can use the phone anytime they want. They would organize actually a drop-off. Inmates would have their contacts place the drugs in various areas around the courthouse, including trash cans and bushes. So when trustees would come to clear out the trash cans. Stand by. Don't know what happened there. You hit one little button and shit just goes out the window, huh? Well, that's one thing. A lot of these places still use uh, trustees. Supposedly, I never like calling them a trustee. I like calling them a risky because you're just taking a risk on what the fuck they're going to do next a lot of the time. So. Some inmates at the jail are now facing a Evangeline Parish, some inmates at the jail are now facing additional charges after a new drug smuggling scheme was I'm trying to fast forward there we go. arrested inmates after finding new ways to sneak drugs into the jail. They can buy minutes on the phone, you know, and they can use the phone anytime they want. They would organize actually a drop-off. Inmates would have their contacts place the drugs in various areas around the courthouse, including trash cans and bushes. So when trustees would come to clear out the trash cans, they can simply pick up the drugs and hide them on their person. The sheriff's office has also found traces of drugs on letters and other paper items sent to the inmates. Even money or paper 
They spray this with fentanyl, heroin, anything, even bug spray. They come back in and they smoke the money. Now we don't give the original letter anymore. Guillory says deputies noticed inmates may be under the influence when their moods suddenly change. But you can tell the inmates when their moods change, uh, we, got to, we have some problems. With others, we felt that we're using drugs and we drug test them. They were positive. Ah. So then we start looking at, at the, we have cameras all over the courthouse. Through review of the video and interviewing inmates. The anyway, they uh, did make some arrests of civilians that uh, were dropping off the drugs and stuff like that. Uh, just stupid. Of course, you know, they wasn't in jail because they missed Sunday school, right? So then you got idiots that are bringing the drugs to them. But I love them. I love them so much. If we're going back to Baton Rouge, they had a judge that denied the request from the district attorney's office to revoke the bond of a man that was accused of knocking another man unconscious, leading to his death. And the court found the East Baton Rouge district attorney office made a request of Judge Tiffany Foxworth Roberts since Edmund Reveal had not properly charged his ankle monitor. According to the filing, the uh, Reveal's bond supervisor sent an email to the court on February 9th asking, uh, saying Reveal has failed to properly maintain and charge on the GPS monitor, rendering it useless on 10 different occasions within the last month, from January 7th to February 8th. The motion goes on to say that the bond supervisor has instructed the defendant numerous times on proper maintenance of the GPS battery, adding that the defendant has shown a blatant disregard to the conditions imposed by this court by failing to keep the monitoring system functional. The filing says that led the DA's office to ask the judge to revoke bail or increase the amount. Revelle 20 was booked with second-degree battery on May 12th after he was accused of knocking Hay Sellers unconscious in a parking lot on Nebraska Street around 2 a.m. on May the 8th. Sellers died at the hospital a week later. Sellers 18 was reportedly trying to break up a fight when he was hit. Rever was rebooked on a charge of second-degree murder, and his bond was increased to 175000 with the condition of GPS monitoring remaining in place, according to the motion for bond. Anyway, this judge, Foxworth Roberts, denied the request for the bond revocation or increase. Instead, she ordered Ravel to complete a parenting class within 60 days, obtain his GED within six months, provide proof of employment, and proof of attaining anger management classes by his next court date on March the 7th. She said that any more violations his bond would leave. I mean, <laughs> how many chances... Can you give somebody? This motherfucker punched a guy who was just trying to break up a fight. Motherfucker dies. He's out on bond. And, I mean, he's so fucking, he can't, 10 different occasions, he can't even remember to charge his shit up. And you're out free and his other man's dead. And the judge's like, I don't know. We're going to send him to parenting classes. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? We're going to make him get his GED. They need to start. There should be some way 
unfortunately there's not there should be some way to hold these fucking some of these judges these some of these some of these just some judges are great so but some of these piece of shit judges like this accountable i guarantee you if it was her son that got punched and killed i bet you he wouldn't be getting away with all this shit would he oh no 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 i guarantee that motherfucker still be locked up in jail These stupid-ass fucking, you know, some of these judges, I don't know how they keep getting voted back in and stuff like that because, you know, they obviously don't give a shit about the people or anything like that. So, fuck that judge. This is the next one. Oh, this is hilarious to me anyway. Uh just in Baton Rouge. And, uh, no, this one ain't funny. Another one, yeah, this is a repair vouchers, uh, where's that one at? Let's not put it on there. Anyway, Baton Rouge, in, instead of writing some tickets for like, Burnout headlights or burnout tail lights and stuff like that, or your, your blinkers broke, something like that. You know, if you get pulled over for it coming up in Baton Rouge, uh, instead of you actually getting in trouble for it because you're not taking care of your stuff, or just most cops give you a warning, now they're giving you a voucher so you can go get it fixed for free. So, to me personally, this is just another way of fucking just handing shit to people for not being a responsible individual. Oh, oh, your headlights are burnt out. Oh, here, here's a, a voucher. Go get it taken care of. Because because you don't want to take care of this shit yourself. Come on. Instead of giving handouts, let's give hand up. Giving people shit for free does not work. Where's my gas voucher at? Because I'm tired of paying for gas for my car. Why not give me one of those? Now, I had this other man in Baton Rouge. This is Baton Rouge now. The parish tears down blighted property, correct? Yeah, most places do. Well, this guy, Tony Wallace's mom, died in 2013. Since then, he has he, he he inherited the house on Thirty Seventh Street, the house he grew up in. He's been working on it, you know, out of his own pocket here and there, trying to restore the house so he could move back in with in it, you know, it's his family home. Well, he showed up over there recently, and the house was gone, like the whole house was gone. Wasn't a storm. It wasn't nothing like that. The parish, the city parish, demolished it, scooped it up, and took it. And uh, he had already appeared. He had gotten a thing. He had appeared afford the metro council, and they told him to tear down the back porch and the house, and it would be up to the code. So he had fixed everything they had told him to do, and he had gotten a letter saying, you know, it had they took the house off the. Uh, the condemn list. Uh, the city parish referred uh, him to the 
owner to the parish attorney's office to file a claim and said they were examining the uh, process to keep this from happening again because they admitted that, oops, our bad. You're right. You, you were off the list. We're sorry we tore your house now. I saw pictures of it. I mean, <laughs> it needed a lot of work. It, it was pretty much a piece of shit out. The point is, the man was working on it, and he had brought it up enough to code for it not to be considered condemned. And the city just fucks up. It's like, oh, my bad. Just tear some people's shit down. I think they ought to at least, you know, give him fair market value for that house. Might not have been a shit, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars. I mean, fuck. They give people money for worse than that. And uh and you're the one that fucked up. You tore that man's shit down. That's the government at work for you people. Right there. And we'll get to this last one right here. This I saved the best for last. This young lady right here, the one with the pissed off look on her face. You know, she she's madder than a, a freaking bee in a bonnet. Look at her. So mad. She she ought to be crying because she has fucked up. Uh this lady right here was, let me say the operative word is was a CO correctional officer at Hunt Correctional Center, the intake state facility. She is now on, uh, she's not facing charges. She got charged. Uh, she was trying to sneak drugs into the prison. She had heroin, meth, and I think marijuana. Every pair of sheriff's office uh, announced that this past Friday, Miss Naisha Davis, 23 years old, Prairieville, she was booked on malfeasance in office and several drug related offenses. After she was arrested at Elaine Hunt Correctional Institute, she was employed by the Department of Correction and worked as a prison guard. Operative word was. It says her uh, status as a DOC employee was unclear. Pretty sure that she's not going to be an employee no more. Uh, she had quite a bit of it. Now, this may piss some people off what I'm about to say. That, you have a female working, you have a females working in a all-male facility. They should uh, either be working uh, some kind of, uh, like, tower duty or, or, not saying they can't work it, they should not be working in direct access with any inmates in an all-male facility. I don't know any... They may be, I don't know, but I don't know any female facilities where they just got male guards working by themselves being around female inmates. What's the difference? You don't, the men can't be around the females, which I agree with. They do not need to be. The females should not be watching male inmates. Because obviously this woman right here is a weak-minded individual. Wise man, how do you come to that conclusion? 
because she let some fucking inmate, convicted felon, talk her into smuggling dope. Not even just weed. I'm talking about, we're talking about heroin and meth, heavy shit, into this prison. You can you you were a free person. You had a decent job. Probably got some kids or something like that. You let some inmate that has nothing to lose doing time talk you into smuggling drugs into a penal institution. Now you done committed umpteen felonies. For what? He's so cute. He loves me. Whatever. Weak-minded. Low self-esteem women. However else would you let some convict trick you in this shit? And that's one of the first things they teach you when you go to CO school. You don't even bring them. If they ask you for a stick of bubble gum, man, you stop and give me a stick of bubble gum? No. If it's not allowed, no. Because that stick of bubble gum ends up turning into some shit like this because they keep asking a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and then when you say no I ain't bringing no drugs in well I'm going to tell them about all this other stuff so they kind of trap you or she fell in love it was love at first arms uh, leg shackles I don't know we had dinner overall spork I read Kool-Aid and I Prison brunch. Stupidity. It's just stupidity. Anyway, she gets what she deserves. Uh, <clears throat> just, just stupid. <laughs> That's unfortunate. She's just such a weak-minded person that you would, uh, Roy, 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 uh, P's not in there. Telling him she might be looking for a date. That's all the stories I have for today. We went through all 20, a decent amount of time, about an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back on normal schedule this coming up week. Uh, I may try. I'm, I'm not don't book, and I may try to put something out Tuesday. If y'all want to pay attention this evening, I think the parade's at 6 Central Time. I will be participating in this one, and uh, if y'all want to watch it. I'll be uh, giving little high fives to the kids and stuff like that. Then uh, tomorrow I'll probably live stream to escort down there and stuff like me. I mean, it's just going to be a trip. It's not going to be a uh, high speed or nothing, but <laughs> exciting. But it's uh, I'll I'll do it usually when I'm doing escorts like that. Uh, y'all didn't know. Uh, some of y'all do. Uh, we did have to put one of our great dames down Thursday. Uh, Charlie, our female or mom dog. She was almost 11 years old. We had thought she had had cancer or something, but the vet said she was in heart failure and uh, she wasn't going to make it, so we had her put down. So it was a, not fun and sad, you know, like one of your children. And with all the parades and everything. So that's what's been going on this week. I hope everyone has a rest of the nice day on a Sunday. Uh, Monday's President's Day, and then uh, Tuesday is Fat Tuesday. So 
do. Maybe I'll do a live on Fat Tuesday. We'll see. Anyway, everybody be safe. Uh, watch back. Watch your partner's back. Uh, be a lion. And uh, just have a good one. Because I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'm going to do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day. I'll be